Great news, business gal pals. The new Be Mastermind Group Support for Women in Business is now open for 2022 enrollment. If you're ready to bring your business idea to life and grow to the first four or five figures in revenue without spending a ton on ads or outside contractors, then this mastermind is for you. We'll work together to create a soul-aligned marketing and sales strategy that you can feel good about. And your new community of business gal pals will be there every step of the way to cheer you on and help you stay accountable to your plan. Head on over to bemyselfnow.com slash mastermind to learn more and grab your spot today. Welcome back, business gal pals. Thanks for being here with me this week. I'm joined by Lauren Bond, and we're talking about replacing your full-time job with your entrepreneurial business. And I know this one is really important to a lot of you out there, so I'm really excited to have Lauren here with us today. Lauren's special because she went to culinary school where she learned the stress of the kitchen, and then she spent the majority of her working career in bars, restaurants, and customer service where she saw a need in the industry that was going unmet. So she took her marketing degree and her love for food and decided to marry the two together in her business, Ziva Hill Creative. Lauren is now supporting and working closely with food industry businesses. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And like I said, this is a really important topic to a lot of business gal pals out there. You know, a lot of us have the dream of taking our business to full-time status, whatever that might mean to each of us. You know, each of us has a different definition for that. Um, but I'm really yeah. excited to talk to you about all that because you have done it. You are here. You have made the dream come true. So thank <laughs> you so much for being with us today. Thank you for letting me join and be on today. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the origin of Ziva Hill Creative. What was that need that was going unmet and how did you decide to fill that gap? So long story short, I originally thought I wanted culinary school was like, nope, not for me, but I love food. Um, and then fast forward about five years, I wanted to go back to school and I landed on marketing because it created, it sort of filled that gap for me personally of being creative and getting to do different projects. So while I was in school, I knew at the back of my mind that I wanted to help small businesses because I got a lot of people coming to me that I knew personally that owned small businesses. Like, Hey, I'd love your advice on marketing. since you're going to school for marketing, you know, it was kind of a recurring theme. And at the time I didn't quite know how I could do that. Um, I think it was like, I was being ambitious and I was like, maybe there's a thing here, but I have no idea where to start. And then you fast forward another year, I was doing my internship and I had just graduated and it was about three months before COVID shut down everyone. And I got approached by this, uh, the bar that I was still part-time bartending at um, while working full-time. And she asked me to do her social media along with create an Instagram and, you know, get them sort of relevant. And I was like, yeah, okay, I've done that. That's fine. That's technically how it was born, was just out of someone asking a request. And I was like, hey, I kind of like doing this, you know, and I worked with this one client, you know, for the three months before COVID hit. And then when COVID hit and shut down, because of the 
the work I was doing to help promote her business and show that they were still open. They were serving carry out food. You could call and pick up. Um, she was actually able to pay all her bills and work and stay open through COVID. And that was when like the light bulb went on in my brain and was like, Hey, if she needed this help, other places might need this help. And that's where the idea came from. Then there was obviously a long process after that, but that's where the idea was born. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how you were so willing to say yes, right? Those people were asking for your help and you're like, yeah, I can do that. Like just willing and ready to jump in. And then with your eyes open in a way that you were aware of that need showing up again and again and aware of your ability and your enjoyment in you know meeting that need for those people that's amazing i think that's really kind of the magic formula for knowing we're headed in the right direction we really like it the people we're serving really like it and it's just like a big happy mashup definitely oh yeah (laughs) so what made you take the leap to turn this into a full-time gig instead of staying with, you know, a job and building a career and just sort of doing this on the side? It actually took from, I think around April uh, of 2020 was when I was like, okay, I like this, you know, I can make extra money off of this and I'll help a few local businesses. So in April of 2020, I was like, this can just be a side hobby. And up until about end of August, mid-September was when I really started playing with the idea of full-time entrepreneurship. So there was a long gap in there. And that was really for just learning the process, figuring out that people actually do pay other people to do these types of jobs. Like in April of 2020, I was like, is this even a thing? Like, I was very unaware of the entrepreneurial world, like so much. So like, I felt like I was living under a rock (laughs) and then my, my eyes were opened and I was like, this is a thing. And so that whole summer, basically I was learning, growing, and actually all the while I was looking for a full-time job, but because of COVID that made it very difficult to find a full-time job where they weren't like, well, you need experience or you need a longer degree. So I was getting really put down by that. And someone I had met actually told me that it was because of a rejection that they knew they wanted to create their business. And that was kind of where that first spark came in, where it was like, oh, okay, like maybe that's what I'm getting to. And then really where the impact came in from was when I joined, it actually was like another internship um, to help a local co-working space in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And that is full of entrepreneurs. Um, So this community, I started surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs and women in business. And that's really where the fire was lit. Um, And I started meeting people and networking with people who that, that was their day job. That's when I was really like, I could do this too. So in that shift, that's when my big mindset shift happened. And I was like, okay, I want to do this. I want to work towards making this my full-time thing because now I can make the life that I want. How do you think that shifted your mindset from side gig to like, this is going to be my full-time thing as a business owner? Did you notice a difference once you sort of reclassified your entrepreneurial business from side hustle to full-time? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, at first it was scary as hell. Like (laughs) it was one of those things where it was just like, I can do this, but I don't know. I'm scared. This is a lot, you know, and you're like, all the things are coming over you. And I think honestly, it's, we are going to scare ourselves if we don't have a support group to kind of like talk it out through. Um, And ironically, I made the jump to commit to getting into full-time entrepreneurship by joining a coaching program. And then I was a part of this uh, co-working space where other entrepreneurs worked. So I really like fully immersed myself in the potential and surrounded myself with people who were like-minded. And I think that that's really where that helped my mindset shift. It definitely was a huge benefit. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like once you've got all these examples of how it can work around you, even when those fears come up that you're like, oh my God, but can I really do this? Or what if it falls apart? Or all those things, you start to hear the stories from them about the time it did fall apart and the time it fell apart again and how they're still doing it. And you are able to remind yourself, okay, this is the normal journey. Like we're normalizing this journey of just, can I, I don't know, I'm going to try and just making it work. Oh yeah. There were many days every morning I'd wake up and just be like, why am I doing this? And I still had a full-time job at that point. Um, from September through December, I was still working in my full-time and it was definitely one of those scary things where it's like, but this is a steady paycheck. I have insurance. I have, you know, all these things, but I also ran into, well, I'm out of vacation now. And, you know, my son's at home sick and I can't be the one to stay home because I ran out of time, you know, time off or, you know, mm-hmm. I'd be penalized. So those factors really impacted my decision in the long run, because yes, having all that security is very like, peace of mind. Um, and you know, you can go to work, you have a job as long as you show up and do it. Um, whereas in entrepreneurship, you can choose not to show up for the day, but that could affect your sales in the long run. And that that's a scary thought, but I also am creating the space where if I need to take the afternoon off because I want to spend time with my son or, um, you know, get work done at home or clean the house or something. I have that choice. Yeah. Learning to value that time security over the income security or the insurance security, because we can create the income and the insurance for ourselves as entrepreneurs. I think with that same bit that you just shared about the job, like, you know, you can show up to your job every day and you'll have an income it's kind of the same thing. It's just harder to show up every day in entrepreneurship because there's no one telling you that you have to, right? There's no outer accountability (laughs) going on. And it's really easy to be like, but I'm tired and my kid is homesick and we can just cuddle all day on the couch. But really, if you do that, then you are sacrificing the income down the line, the sales down the line. So as long as you are committing to showing up every day, just like you would in a job, I think you can absolutely make your side gig into a full-time thing. So how did you balance that transition from job to business owner while you had both going on? How did you like shift those priorities so that you, you obviously were fully prioritizing your life and your job before starting your business. And then you added in this business that you wanted to become a full-time priority. So how did you manage all of that? When I started a coaching program in September, um, I was learning, you know, various things. It was a coaching program meant for women who wanted to leave their nine to five. So that was really kind of a nice 
helping hand along the way that I could talk with other people who were in the same boat. What were their plans? What were they doing? But for me, what it was, was honestly, I worked my day job and my day job was not challenging enough for me where I actually got majority of my daytime job work done in like four hours. And then the rest of my time I was actually using to work on my business because I had the time and I still did all my work. You know, I made sure they were taken care of, you know, phones were answered, things like that. But I definitely used that free time I had to put towards my business. And then I also did a lot of late night working, weekend working uh, to really just like network and connect with people who I wanted to be my potential clients or um, learning that route of like niching down and things like that. So it, it definitely, you learn to choose what am I committing to? What am I giving up? And for a long time, I, I did give up TV time. I always made sure I was home at night. And then I tried my best to like not work so much on the weekends, but I knew if I had catch up on stuff, that was the day I could do it. So it, it's kind of like prioritizing, okay, I need to get this work done at some point. Where am I going to make up for it? What am I willing to sacrifice? And what am I not willing to sacrifice? So it's finding those balances and then just slowly making like little short-term goals as to, okay, if I get this far, now I can start doing this. That's kind of how I looked at it with work. Definitely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think you touched on that you turned your priority to your entrepreneurial business. Business Gal Pals, if you're listening, you'll notice that she got all of her full-time job work done in those four hours. And then instead of using the other four hours to go above and beyond and to deliver extra value for that company, she chose to dedicate that time and that energy to her own business. And I think that's so important, Lauren, because often as women, you know, we believe in a high standard. We, we have a high standard as mothers. We have a high standard for ourselves and we have a high standard for ourselves at work. And we show up and we over deliver. But if we continue to do that in our nine to five job, as we're trying to shift into being a full-time entrepreneurial business owner, we're going to continue to see results in the nine to five job and not in yep. our entrepreneurial business. So I yep. love how you are able to fill in all of those gaps with your business so that you were really generating more momentum there and letting your nine to five be handled, but you sort of created a new acceptable minimum and stuck with that. Yeah. And I think part of that too, is really knowing where my passion lies because when I, when I started that job originally, I obviously had big goals, big aspirations. And that was before I you know, thought of this um, side hustle turned into full-time entrepreneurship. And at first it was like, yeah, yeah, I want to do all this. But as the reality set in, as most jobs do, you learn what you like and don't like about the job. And I really started to hone in on what I enjoyed doing. And if, for example, your side hustle isn't your full-time passion, you're not going to want to make those shifts. So unless it's something you are super passionate about, you may, it may be tough to find that balance or that commitment. So then that's your inner self telling you, Hey, we're not on the right track yet. It may Absolutely. be something you work through and practice because I did try a handful of different things along with social media. I did a few various other things to like really just make money and see what I wanted to do before I really was like, Nope, don't like that. Nope. Don't like that. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I love that you were willing to jump into those things and let them, let them fail so that they could fall away. And it would be like a natural calling of all of your ideas, paring them down into like the strongest idea for you and for the market. I love that. So how do you know if a side gig is worthy of full-time work? Like beyond your own passion, how do you know if the market is going to respond in a way that will allow you to support yourself full-time? I definitely, I had no idea, honestly, straight out the gate, never would have thought that that was possible. It really fell on knowing I had support, like people in my support system that really believed in me and were willing to take the journey with me. And the other thing is just knowing that whatever you are, I wouldn't say passionate, but like whatever you like doing or you're good at doing brings value to someone. So, you know, I'm not a copywriter by any means and I can get away with it because I'm decent at writing, but I wouldn't say like I'm a copywriter. And so I know that eventually down the line, that is going to be something that I would love help with because it is not my, my zone of genius. After being in a coaching program, having the support I did along with other entrepreneurs, I really learned about that, that stuff and figuring out that my zone of genius can be worth a certain amount of money and I can make a living on it because other people that is not their zone of genius. And that's where I can come in. For me, it was definitely having my support system and learning as I went that it may sound like in my head, like no one will pay for this. Like that was what I told myself all the time, but then learning that other people don't like doing what I like doing. So that helped with the mindset and figuring out that, okay, I am worthy of what I charge. Oh, I love that. I love how you're able to go from this is so obvious. Like, why would anyone pay for this to recognizing that it is your zone of genius? Because we do that. We sit in our zone of genius and we're just like, hello, like, why isn't everyone else doing this? Number one, it's so easy. And why would anyone pay me to do this? When in reality, like you said, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Just look at that business you were able to help through COVID time when most bars and restaurants were struggling to keep themselves Mm -hmm. above water, if even open at all. She was doing great because she was able to communicate with her market through the zone of genius that you bring to the table. That's really special. I love Mm -hmm. it. So tell us, do you have a favorite business hack or a bit of advice for business gal pals who are listening? I don't know about hack because I'm still learning them as I go. Um, I definitely run into them every day and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I knew this. But I would say the the bit of advice I have for, for the gal pals is find your support system and really rely on them. And I don't necessarily mean family. I don't always mean friends. I mean, finding people who are in similar boats as you, whether that be a community of other uh, female entrepreneurs or a Facebook group of female entrepreneurs, um, or even a a group coaching program where that's their support system is helping you through those times, because that is really what helped me was having that coaching program, as well as being a part of the co-working space that I am in um, actually currently as well. And having those people to talk to, because if I went and talked to my friend or my parent, they wouldn't always understand what I was going through because they've never experienced it. Well, 
than having people to talk to. And like I was told a business bestie, um, you know, finding people like that to then stop and vent or relay your problems to really was helpful because it shed light that you're not alone. What your thoughts are, are probably someone else's thoughts and they are going through the exact same thing. So it really helps you not feel so alone. And I'm a big supporter in community and just surrounding yourself with like-minded people. I love that. I think too, there's something special about a business community, like the business gal pals, where you don't have a lot of stake in each other's game. You just have a lot of stake in the celebration of each other. Whereas your family, your friends, your spouse, all of those people, they have a bit of a higher stake in your game, so to speak. You know, your spouse is sharing the, you know, responsibility of income with you. Your parents want to see you do well. You know, your friends Mm -hmm. are like, um, are you sure this is the safest thing? You know, usually out of their caring and concern for your safety, they can give you some pretty bad advice and tell you that some things are a bad idea when they're not, or even vice versa. And so I think it is really important to have this community where we can come together and say, Hey, did you hear about this? Hey, this is what I'm feeling. And through that recognition on the journey and through that space, we can give each other because all we want to do is celebrate each other's wins. Yep. That's a really magical recipe for support that yeah. is missing for a lot of solopreneurs. And I think that was one of the motivators that I got from that group coaching program I was a part of was they wanted us to celebrate any and all little minor wins and everyone would be supportive of you because they understood what that impact was where, you know, you might go home to your spouse and be like, honey, I have a client meeting. And they're like, okay, good. I hope you do. You know, like they're kind of expecting these things to happen when really all you want is that little pat on the back, that congratulations or somebody to just like freak out with you. And that in itself is huge. And I think really does help light fire in other solopreneurs uh, to have that connection, someone to celebrate with and just like be that over the top person they need or your cheerleader. Absolutely. It keeps that momentum going for all of us. I mean, even when I'm down, you know, if I can celebrate you, if you can come to the table in a conversation and say, I had this great launch or I had this experience, it ups my energy. You know, that rising tide lifts all boats is absolutely true. Exactly. I love it. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today, Lauren. This is a great conversation. Like I said, super important to a lot of the business gal pals. I know a lot of us are trying to make this work in a full-time manner without making ourselves go crazy or have to balance two full-time priorities at the same time, which is really kind of impossible. So I love all the wisdom that you brought to this and all the practicality. And I love seeing that it's working for you. It's amazing. So where can business gal pals find you if they want to get in touch with you and talk to you a bit more about marketing or, you know, any of the work that you're doing, where can they get in touch? Um, So I am on Facebook under, or my page is Ziva Hill Creative, just you know, as is, um, as well as Instagram. So the, the tags are the same and I do have a LinkedIn page, but I don't talk on there very often. So like, if you message me there, it might be a while before I get back to you, but I am on those three platforms. I'd say Instagram and Facebook are the best ones to reach out to me on. I'm usually watching those a little bit more. I'd say 
come connect with me, say hi. I love networking and meeting new people. I really think that that's also a big factor is supporting each other, whether I may need your services or not, or you might need mine or not. It's really all about the support game. So I'm always for meeting new people and connecting. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's all about connection for you. Get in touch with her ladies. She's an awesome one to have on the business team. Thank you so much, Lauren. It's been great chatting with you. You too. Thank you.